outsourced bookkeeping service. In this video, I'm gonna explain in depth what I feel to be the best definition of this service or this concept. Hi, I'm Hector Garcia. I'm a bookkeeper, QuickBooks Pro advisor, educator, CPA, and business advisor. In these many hats that I wear, I still consider bookkeeping to be one of the most important fundamental tasks that a small business must have, do, perform, or outsource in order to be able to get any advice when it comes to tax or business strategy in general. This is why my firm still does outsource bookkeeping service and it continues to be the fastest growing part of our business. So first of all, let's talk about some of the terms that I will be using here to have clarity around exactly what I'm talking about. So when I say the word accountant or bookkeeper, I am actually re referring to the person, service provider, or firm that's going to be performing the work. When I say company or business, I am talking about the legal entity in which that accountant or bookkeeper will be ultimately performing the work for, and the outcome of their work, such as financial statements, would be in representation of that entity. And if I say the word client or customer, I'm specifically talking about maybe an employee, a representative, or the business owner itself of that uh, company or business that the accountant or bookkeeper is doing work for. So what exactly does an outsourced bookkeeping service mean? First of all, let's define it based on how the work is going to be performed and what exactly is the work going to be done. Now, I like to group uh, bookkeeping services in general or outsourcing bookkeeping services into three types. You could argue there are more types, but there are three that we in our firm potentially perform. One is what I like to call collaborative outsourced bookkeeping. The other one is what we like to call non-collaborative outsourced bookkeeping, we don't call it like that in front of our clients, but that's just an internal uh, name that we use. And then we have support on demand. Essentially, anyone that calls our firms, uh, our firm, and says, hey, I need your help, I need you to do some bookkeeping for us, we try to figure out which one of these three is going to be the best possible option for the client. Now, what's the difference between them? Collaborative is when the accounting system is accessible by both parties. The bookkeeper or the bookkeeping firm and the client both have access to the accounting system and could potentially be doing work concurrently. In some cases, the bookkeeper does work on top of the client work. In some cases, it's to complement it. In some cases, it's to adjust it or fix it. We'll get into the details of that soon. Non-collaborative is when the bookkeeper has complete control over the data of the accounting system. In other words, the client cannot pull any reports or add any information into that accounting system is completely controlled by the bookkeeper. And is completely controlled by the bookkeeper. Is the only person entering data or creating reports. Support on demand is when the bookkeeper usually has zero access to the accounting system. It is 100% controlled and managed by the client, the bookkeeper is hired on demand 
to help or consult on specific issues, transactions, or procedures. The term on demand suggests that and is really just support. That bookkeeper or accountant really doesn't put their name or their signature in any of these financial statements or any financial reports because they're really there to aid the, the client on creating or doing the bookkeeping internally. Now, why does it matter to define these and why does it matter if they're different? It's because the type of work that you'll be doing really affects significantly how the work is going to be done done and what the bookkeeper is going to be doing. Um, also, it changes the responsibility. So is this bookkeeper going to be responsible for the accuracy or validity of these numbers or not, or to what magnitude the responsibility might be responsibility might be passed down to that accountant or bookkeeper. Now let's focus on collaborative bookkeeping and we're going to do do the most of the content on this one because it's the most common one that our firm does. Usually it requires a cloud-based accounting system such as QuickBooks Online, Xero, FreshBooks, Soho Books, Wave, Sage, and many others that are out there, but these are sort of the big players. QuickBooks Online is the most popular, the most dominant. It has over 3 million users. So most small businesses gravitate towards QuickBooks Online, and it's also a great platform to use collaborative. In some cases, the work could also be done uh, remotely or going physically on site to work on a desktop-based software. So if the client is using uh, QuickBooks Desktop, uh, Sage 50, or some other desktop-based accounting software, it is possible to do this type of work, but it's becoming less and less popular because obvious reasons like travel time, travel cost, and just the clunkiness and cumbersomeness of working with desktop software or desktop uh, data in general. It's a lot slower to move data back and forth or to have to physically go on site or remote uh, into a computer in order to access an accounting system instead of having a real-time cloud-based system that uh, both parties have access uh, immediately or in real time, as I mentioned. So collaborative means that the client does some of the work. The typical work that the client does is create invoices, sending them them to their customers, receiving the payments for those invoices, and marking those invoices as paid or partially paid if they are partial payments. Also creating bills of the money they owe, often called accounts payable. Also, in some cases, they upload or, or scan receipts, bills, and accounting documents that they're requiring the accountant to look at to see how it's relevant to their accounting or does the document itself help the accountant create some additional documents or clarify the nature of certain transactions. Receive inventory or make inventory adjustments to make sure that their accounting system is saying uh, the correct inventory quantity so the salespeople can quote uh, lead time or can actually uh, promise delivery of particular uh, products if the client is in an inventory product-based type of business creating new items or new products and services that will be shown in estimates or invoices that need to be uh, detailed or broken down when the client is sending these estimates or invoices to their specific customers. Creating new accounts or categories anytime a new type of income or a new expense arises 
Now, this is one of uh, accountants' biggest pet peeve. So most accountants are actually against this, but you can't help it in a collaborative type of system. Clients are always going to be creating uh, new categories. Now, creating new customers and new vendors that the company or entity is doing business with, that's a client uh, side of the, uh, of the responsibility or a client side type of work. And creating checks to pay bills, in some cases even print checks from the accounting system, from QuickBooks, uh, whatever, so they can generate the checks straight from their accounting system. And assuming payroll is not being outsourced to a third-party payroll processor, creating timesheet data to generate paychecks and authorize tax payments is a typical client-side type of the work. Now, what about on the bookkeeper side? What does the bookkeeper do then? So the tip bookkeeper is typically working after the client or in conjunction with the client work. Whereas when the client creates uh, an invoice or multiple invoices, the bookkeeper is adjusting or writing off any open invoices that are redundant or they need to be adjusted or a credit memo needs to be added to it or voided or removed because uh, the client created it by mistake or they're trying to reverse the transaction in any way. Also writing off uh, open bills or accounts payable. So if there's an open bill in the system that's never gonna be paid, because if it's already been paid and it's been recorded in some other way, the bookkeeper is typically fixing or adjusting that. The bookkeeper is also matching up all those scanned or uploaded documents that the client uh, uploaded into the accounting system to figure out if those are supposed to be matched with uh, current transactions, or if you need to create a new transaction deriving from that document. Also matching up customer payments received against invoices to bank deposits during the bank reconciliation stage is a typical type of work that bookkeeper does. They also uh, match up or apply uh, expenses or, or vendor payments that are made that may need to be tied to an open bill or an open payable. Reconciling all bank accounts and credit cards is one of the most typical things that accountants do. After they reconcile the credit cards and the banks, they tend to delete any unclear transactions, typically generated by the client, in some cases generated or duplicated by the system. Um, outstanding checks uh, need to be identified. Those typically stay in the system, but at some point, if you still have outstanding checks that were never cashed or cleared, maybe 90 or 100 uh, days later, they also need to be uh, reversed or voided. Typically, the bookkeeper takes care of that. Also, adjusting all payments to loans to match the payment that's supposed to be going to principal and reducing that loan or liability amount and allocating the portion that's supposed to be interest or maybe a late fee of some sort. And finally, generating a monthly, quarterly, or any periodic report that the client requests, in some cases, even creating custom reports at the client request. Now, some additional things that the bookkeeper may do, uh, not as typical, but sometimes added or intertwined with the service, includes uh, cleaning up errors created by client. In some cases, they also have to redo certain transactions that the client deleted or modified after the bookkeeper entered it, reclassifying expenses that might be sent to the wrong category, uh, expenses versus personal, 
business expenses versus personal non-deductible expenses, typical scenario, um, capitalizing or classifying a fixed asset instead of an operating expense, uh, admin costs versus maybe more direct cost to goods sold, direct costs, uh, loans versus leases. Those are typical things that the bookkeepers have to uh, go back and adjust and change if the client entered it uh, in the wrong place. Also help client make inventory adjustments or merge or delete redundant items. Typical scenario for uh, product-based, inventory-based type clients. Making sure that the items and the pro- which are the products and services are mapped to the correct accounts in the chart of accounts. So the items that are being sold are going to the right income category and the costs of those items are going to the right cost to goods sold category. Services being sold also pointed to the right category. This is really based on more based on the client needs. Cleaning up the chart of account entries that are redundant. This is where uh, clients create uh, duplicate accounts or accounts that at the moment seemed significant to have sort of an additional expense category or income category. But at the end, they really are redundant with the things that are already there. So the bookkeeper just kind of makes sure that there's no duplicates or redundancy in the accounts. Also merging and deleting uh, duplicate and redundant, same kind of concept, customers and vendors. Sometimes clients create the same vendor two or three times with little variances or by mistake create the customer several times, again with some variances. So bookkeepers often go back and delete and merge those duplicate vendors. Now, making sure that paychecks contain the correct withholdings. Now, this is only for the type of bookkeeping engagements in which this sort of payroll responsibility has been bestowed upon the bookkeeper, even if the payroll is being uh, run internally. Uh, Many bookkeepers just go back and check that the deductions and additions and withholdings are all correct and are all uh, applying to tax or exempt of tax when they're supposed to. Uh, Together with that, that would also include making sure that the payroll tax payments are made on time and the payroll forms are filed. Also, if uh, the client or the business is paying to third-party contractors uh, that are eligible for uh, a 1099 at the end of the year, often bookkeepers uh, make sure that those vendors are correctly entered into the system, that that it contains all their legal information. So at the end of the year, when it's time to sum up all the payments to that vendor and create the 1099, everything can be done within the accounting records. Now, some additional services that are typically not included, but they end up being sort of that added value carrot that some bookkeepers use in order to create higher value service contain things like training, like showing uh, the client how to use their accounting system, QuickBooks or whatever it happens to be, uh, training on specific bookkeeping internal control procedures, how to handle documents, how to handle uh, the nature of certain transactions, uh, who approves what transaction and that sort of thing. A lot of external bookkeepers provide uh, training or training services uh, when it comes to that. Uh, Consulting or advisory. So many a times the client, the small business will have a question about a particular uh, transaction, you know, is it taxable, is it non-taxable? Uh, do you think that transaction can benefit them long-term? You know, things like lease versus buy, 
as a very typical type of question. In, in many other cases, uh, external bookkeepers can be hired to do specific analytics, reports, uh, statistics to try to help the client find a specific pattern or piece of information that they may need that is key for making uh, the next decision. Information that might not be so obviously displayed in the standard financial statements. So all that stuff is uh, falls within the realm of consulting or advisory. Now, tax return preparation, a lot of external bookkeepers exclusively don't do tax returns. I mean, that's they specialize in bookkeeping and bookkeeping only, and they allow other accounting firms, CPAs, professional tax preparers to do that piece. So the tax return preparation is typically not included and the representation as well. So if the client has a problem with the IRS or with uh, some state entity and they need uh, a professional to kind of handle the case and negotiate with the government or whatever, that's what uh, representation is. And that's typically excluded uh, from the service. And any sort of tax planning, like you know, looking at the books in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, and projecting what a tax liability is. Some bookkeepers are really competent and they know the tax law and they could include this type of work with the, with, uh, the service, but it's, that's more tied to the tax preparer uh, or the tax uh, professional that does that type of work. Now, how much? This is a very weird question. I get this question all the time. People call my office and they say, hey, I need a bookkeeper. How much, right? And um, the typical price for this type of service varies greatly. I mean, I've seen uh, in the low 200, 300 range, and I've seen close to two, three, four thousand dollars $4,000. So there really isn't a, a simple formula that will help you arrive to a price. I'm going to talk about some pricing philosophy, and that might help you get an idea more or less to how that external bookkeeper is going to price the job. So for pricing, uh, there's multiple methods that most outsourced bookkeepers use. The most typical one, one is hourly fee. So they just have an hourly rate and they tell their client, listen, however much it takes me to do all the things that we listed were within the scope of the work, I will multiply the number of hours times the rate and I will send you a bill for that amount. In some cases, external bookkeepers do an estimate. Like they'll say, okay, I'll be between, I'll be between three and six hours and and maybe they put a cap on the on, on, on the maximum amount or they put a cap on the minimum amount and that sort of thing. But for the most part, they use the actual time they spend effort-based uh, to uh, produce a bill or to invoice their clients. The second method that's most typically used is fixed fee. So the external bookkeeper looks at the deal, looks at the, at the client, looks at the file, looks at the volume of the transactions, and the complexity and comes up with a fixed price. In some cases, it's a fixed monthly fee, and these are month-to-month -month type of services. In other cases, these are sort of an annual fee that contains the entire year's worth of, uh, of work, and then it's split up into maybe 12 monthly payments. But uh, there's a big distinct difference between hourly and fixed. With hourly, most of the risk is transferred to the client. So the client's the one that's gonna have the uncertainty in how much uh, that bill is going to be at the end of each period. With fixed fee, most of the risk is really transferred to the bookkeeper. So the external bookkeeper can lose their shirt working an additional 20, 30 hours, pretty much consuming all their productive capacity in one specific uh, client if they don't uh, estimate or plan for the potential amount of, of time that a particular file um, can take. 
Now, there are some uh, interesting sort of more modern methods where they're outcome-based, you know, where the bookkeeper will say, well, these are the list of possible outcomes. And based on which outcome we can achieve, we'll charge you this much. This is a very modern way of uh, working. This is uh, transferring the risk to the bookkeeper for sure. Most of the time, the client has zero risk risk here. And, uh, and this is catching on. Uh, it's not really common, but I, I've seen a lot of bookkeeping firms do it. And there's also a hybrid method where there's a lot of bookkeepers that just sort of do a hybrid method where they say, look, I'll do the cleanup work hourly, and then I'll give you a quote for monthly. And maybe at the end of the year, if we can achieve certain uh, outcome, you can give me a bonus or an additional of this amount. So a lot of uh, external bookkeepers are getting creative and mixing all these methods as part of their pricing methodology. Now, if we're talking about a fixed fee type of engagement, what are some of the variables or some of the things that might affect the pricing? Now, every accounting firm, bookkeeping firm will have their own method or philosophy in terms of how they come up with a price. I'm just going to give you a few uh, that I've seen some of my colleagues use and some that we use in our firm as well. So a couple ones we can think of is how much uh, cleanup or adjustments do we need to make when we first get the books in order to get them cleaned up to move forward. In some cases, we will charge for the service completely separate than the monthly periodic bookkeeping fixed fee. In some cases, we do it as part of sort of a bigger engagement and we try to amortize that across the first 12 months or something like that. So that however much work uh, essentially is to clean up and make adjustments to past transactions when we first take on the job is certainly going to affect that fixed fee. Something else that usually affects the fixed fee is the volume, number of transactions, not just total number of transactions being entered. Also, if we have to change a lot of transactions, delete or reclassify a lot of transactions. So pretty much is every time a bookkeeper is touching the transaction, which is creating work. And typically, uh, this is really the volume of the work that can affect the fixed fee. Number of bank accounts, number of credit cards, number of loans. That is something that uh, most external bookkeepers look at because they infer uh, volume or effort based on that. I'm not a big fan of using number of accounts. I think number of transactions is a bit more relevant. I'm more of a value-based uh, pricing person, so I much prefer to kind of just take a look at the outcome and the overall purpose of the work that we're doing and how much value the customer gets out of it. So I don't think too much about the individual number of accounts or transactions, but it's very, very typical that an external bookkeeper will use that as a way to set up a price. Now, the amount and magnitude of recurrent errors caused by the client. Sometimes the client can cause an error, do something wrong, and it might be really easy to fix, and most external bookkeepers don't care, they just fix it. In other cases, it could be a monumental task to fix. You know, you have to delete thousand transactions one by one, that sort of thing. So uh, just the amount and magnitude of recurring errors, and that's difficult to measure because again, depending on the type of accounting system that you have, some errors are easy to fix, some not so much. Now, the speed in which the client requires the work to be completed. So if the client is requesting the first week of the following month 
to be the deadline to submit those monthly reports, that possibly might be more expensive than maybe a client that it's okay with a quarterly reports and you're only working once a quarter instead of first week of every month, that sort of thing. Now, uh, the quality and completeness of the information being provided by the client, sometimes the client gives incomplete bank statements or doesn't give check images or just gives uh, information that's hard to read, you know, checks that you can't really understand the handwriting or um, the scans are very poor quality or they start giving you some documents unrelated to the business and it forces the bookkeeper to work extra just to decipher whether the work, uh, the documents is uh, relevant or not. That usually affects uh, the amount of work being done and the fixed fee ultimately. Now, there's a couple other things. For example, if the customer requires any support, consultations, training as part of the service. So if the bookkeeper detects that the customer is going to need continuous training, continuous phone calls and support, and has to answer a lot of questions throughout uh, the work that they're doing, they're going to infer that's going to be more work. It's going to take away from their productive capacity and they will essentially charge a bit more whenever they detect or the customer creates an expectation that support advisory and training will all be included within the engagement now the type of accounting system being used can also as i mentioned earlier some accounting systems are sort of friendlier for accountants and bookkeepers and some are not so if the client insists or is required to use a very specific type of accounting system or a particular process in which uh, the data needs to be entered into the system, uh, the external bookkeeper might increase the price if they're not making their life uh, any easier. In, in the other side of the coin, if they're using a system that the bookkeeper is comfortable with, that they're good at uh, using, that they have experience with, they tend to be just very much more forgiving and the fixed fee tends to go a bit down. Um, also, if the work needs to be done remotely or on site, if it requires the physical presence of a specific high-skilled team member in the firm, that can also affect it. Like I've, I worked with some doctors in the past that wouldn't send me any information because it potentially has client information, I mean, or, or patient information. And because they're not allowed to share patient information, of course, I had to physically work on site. So for that, that customer, for the seemingly the same amount of work or the same type of work would pay a lot more than one that I could work remotely. Also, the times in which I can work, if I can work during business hours, if it has to be weekends or at night, that could also affect uh, that fixed fee uh, type of engagement. Now, the level of detail required by the client, such as there's a lot of splitting of expenses. So a lot of expenses that need to be sent to two categories or they need to be allocated across multiple jobs or they need to be classified with a location or a class like a subdivision of the business to, to produce sort of richer reports if they require the external bookkeeper to attach receipts to every transaction all these things add to the volume of work and will certainly affect a fixed fee type of uh, price also the frequency of the work as i mentioned earlier weekly monthly quarterly annually and how the customer pays, if they pay up front, if they pay monthly, that could also affect how the bookkeeping engagement is priced. And finally, um, any guarantees or, or, uh, or transferred risk, you know, where uh, some, of the, um, some of the risk the customer essentially has 
is transferred over to the bookkeeper and the bookkeeper has some sort of something on the line, you know, maybe they don't get paid if they can't complete a certain task or they have a reputation risk because they're working with a business that has, you know, just sort of very bad reputation or they have legal and compliance risk because that type of work is basically a borderline illegal and that sort of thing. Um, like, for example, working with medical marijuana folks, cannabis, that sort of thing, where it's not legal federally, but it's legal on the state. And then you, you sell across multiple states. A bookkeeper working in an industry like that would like will likely charge a lot more because there's some inherent risk of working with that client. Also, if you're guaranteeing the work, if the work is guaranteed, or if there's some sort of sort of generic satisfaction guarantee where the customer says, I won't pay you if I'm not happy, the price might be affected because um, again, the bookkeeper is taking a bit more risk. Now let's talk a little bit about quality of work or standards. And this gets a bit tricky, uh, mostly because in the US, bookkeeping, it's not a regulated industry. Quality of work or standards vary widely. There are some organizations like the AIPB, ICB, NACPB, there's just a bunch of letters, <laughs> organizations trying to uh, not necessarily regulate, but standardize the bookkeeping industry, trying to create a, a certification, a license. So everyone that belongs to that organization has to follow a specific set of standards, not just ethical, but also quality of work. And it is often modeled after CPA standards, uh, against uh, a model after the AICPA which is the national organization that kind of rules over the CPAs. Now, bookkeepers, although they often try to model after CPA standards um, and they want the financial statements to be sort of looked at, looked at by a CPA and they say, oh, this looks perfect, they do have to tackle some variables. Clients don't have uh, the same needs a, a CPA would have to with their standards uh, clients often need management reports and a specific set of reports or the chart of accounts of the reports need to be displayed in such a way that it makes it easy for that small business owner, for that client to make crucial, timely decisions. If that client values management or specific type of report more than a standard financial statement, that bookkeeper might be skewed to using that standard in order to prepare the reports. Now, you may also, as a bookkeeper, have to deal with the tax preparer or IRS standards for financial reports. So you may want to prepare the report so it makes it easy for the CPA tax preparer to prepare the tax return or easier for that IRS agent if they went to audit uh, the books that they can follow the tax return to the set of books to make sort of a, a really easy to follow audit trail. So the bookkeeper sort of tackling the difference between the report my client wants to see and the report that the IRS wants to see. And also there are some uh, cases where third party uh, users of the reports like lenders, investors, some institutions that, that business entities doing business with, they may require financial uh, statements, they may require audited financial statements, they may require them to be compliant to GAAP or accounting standards. So that's something else that the bookkeepers potentially having to tackle with. Now, something else having to do with quality of work or standards is 
there is definitely a lack of unified standards in the bookkeeping profession. So it makes it very difficult for a client, for a small business, to compare multiple accounting firms or make any sort of inferences of quality. As a result, you can actually have two different firms performing the same work, essentially, uh, showing very different outcomes. So different reports, different net income, different uh, net assets, which changes essentially the value or the financial health of the business in terms of how the reports are prepared. And that's a bit scary. Um, one of the things that small businesses want to do is they rely on a combination, right? So maybe they, they, um, they rely on the combination of working with a bookkeeper sort of for the day-to-day, month-to-month type of work, and then work with an accounting firm in conjunction to prepare those financial statements that are uh, specifically needed by, by the bank for a loan or an investor or for an insurance company or something like that. So that combination of a book external bookkeeper and CPA could be a really powerful one. And that's one way to sort of bridge the gap, you know, where the bookkeeper can basically work at the client's whim and prepare the report in such a way that is useful for the client. And then the CPA can make a couple of adjustments and just simply make it comply to whatever uh, specific transactional need uh, comes up at the moment. Now, something else to to discuss is um, bookkeepers often actually partner with CPAs. So they don't wait for the CPA to come back and say, this is wrong. They work together with that CPA, with a tax preparer, sort of behind the scenes to uh, sort of triangulate and um, and look at all the needs and provide a client sort of a, a hybrid report that contains both uh, what the CPA uh, third-party report user it's it's needing and the internal management reports that are required by the client. I believe that when a bookkeeping firm focuses on a specific accounting system, such as QuickBooks Online, it actually helps standardize processes. Uh, they can have a standard chart of accounts, standard way that they do the work, standard way that they communicate the information to their clients or they train their clients and that significantly can improve the overall effectiveness of how uh, that external bookkeeper works with a small business. By working with specific industries um, or just focusing on industries on top of the specific accounting system, uh, as I mentioned earlier, you can have a standard chart of accounts for the industry adopted for that client, maybe special apps that work best for that industry that are used in conjunction of the core accounting system that can, again, standardize the process and improve the accuracy and speed in which the work is being done. Now, what about the other two ways uh, that external bookkeepers uh, can work or the other two types of services that I mentioned earlier? I won't spend that much time in it, uh, but it is important to mention because my firm actually does these two type of work as well. But the other one was non-collaborative bookkeeping. We talked a lot about the collaborative bookkeeping. The non-collaborative bookkeeping is the one where the client is not really involved. The bookkeeper has complete control of the data. Maybe they have it in their own server or it could even be in the cloud, but essentially the customer cannot enter data or extract data from the accounting system. In some limited cases, some bookkeepers uh, give sort of read-only, report-only access to to the books, but the, the point is that the entire control of the process 
is owned and handled by this external bookkeeper. So the client has no way of, quote, messing things up. So the bookkeeper can get the work done faster and doesn't have to really look at a lot a lot of more details beyond the stuff that's in the bank statements or the credit card statements. It's very, this type of work becomes very predictable and most firms are comfortable charging uh, fixed fees for this type of work. Uh, the other type of uh, uh, service that an external bookkeeper can do is support on demand. So in this particular cases, uh, the small business kind of manages the books internally. They might have an internal bookkeeper, an internal accountant, and the external bookkeeper has no access to the books until they are called upon. So everything's managed by the client, controlled by the client. The bookkeeper is hired on demand, as the service name uh, suggests, and they help or consult on specific issues, specific transactions, specific procedures. And for this type of work, because uh, the timing and the quantity of work it's pretty much unpredictable by the firm. The, the bookkeeping firm is basically waiting for the client to need them. Most of the time, they charge by the hour or by the event. Now, if you're a small business looking for a bookkeeping firm, I'm going to give you some tips for hiring a bookkeeping firm. Or if I was a, a, a small business looking for a bookkeeping firm, these are sort of the summary of everything we talked about and some tips to just hire the best possible firm or start the relationship in the right foot. One, have clear uh, clarity around the type of relationship, the type of work that will be done. Will it be collaborative bookkeeping? Will it be non-collaborative? Will it be on demand or any other type of system or hybrid uh, of these? So have clarity and understanding around exactly how you want to work with an external bookkeeping firm. Now, clarity in pricing. I mean, that that's, I think, is the bookkeeper's uh, responsibility to give that pricing clear, but as the small business owner push back and say, hey, I don't understand why you priced it like this or why the price is this or what is included, what's the scope of work, what is excluded, what happens if there's out of scope requests, how are these going to be handled, how are these are going to be priced, I don't want to avoid surprise bills, just have a conversation with your external bookkeeper about that and once you talk about it and you put it in writing, it becomes a lot easier. Now, if as a small business owner, you need to communicate what is the end goal. What is the point of you hiring a external bookkeeper? Why not do it yourself? Why not hire an internal employee to do this like most of the larger companies? What are the desired outcomes? You know, discuss what guarantees is that external bookkeeper doing in terms of uh, quality, completion date, timing, okay? What are you getting for what you're paying for? Understand why you need a bookkeeping firm in the, in the first place. Make sure you communicate that or have a candid conversation with your potential external bookkeeper about that. Now discuss quality standards. You know, what is the general expectation of quality, level of detail? Uh, what, is, what are the expectations of the, the, the type of work? Will it be cash basis, accrual basis? What does that mean to you? Will you manage uh, open invoices or not? How, how involved you want the bookkeeper to be sort of in your day-to-day -day stuff or how involved you want them to be just on the banking stuff. So just have a clear communication about what is the work that's going to be done and the level of detail that that bookkeeper is going to be involved with. Now, some other things to mention is bookkeeping is not a commodity. Your accounting data might become the lifeblood of your organization for crucial decision-making. 
having clean and useful accounting reports can give you the capacity to move forward, make decisions uh, quicker than if you have a mess in your books. And speed, being able to move forward fast, happens to be the most typical competitive advantage for most industries. So if having an external bookkeeper will increase your speed overall, your capacity to act and react faster, there's a lot of value to that, and that's not to be commoditized. Now, the most expensive firms are not necessarily the best, and the least expensive firms are not necessarily the worst, right? So how much an external bookkeeper charges has nothing to do with the quality of work. Many times this is just a subjective number, but I will make one point. The amount of money that the external bookkeeper charges, any service professional really, could be an indication of a couple of things. One, if they charge a high amount, maybe they have high confidence that they can um, achieve your goals. If they, if they charge a high amount, typically they pay their employees better. And you want happy people touching your precious financial data, period, right? So if you go with a really low price accounting firm, understand that there's not enough money to pay their bookkeepers uh, that much. And that you could draw any inferences in terms of what the quality of the work is going to be. Also, firms that focus on, on credentialing their employees, on quality standards, or sending their employees to conferences and training, continuing education, uh, getting the latest and greatest technology, doing backups, upping their security level. Typically, they need to charge more to be able to afford all that. Now, uh, typically, the more they charge, typically, it's not always the case, but they may have a higher level of commitment to serving you, serving your needs at a high level and on time or quick completion, quick turnaround time. A lot of firms, when they charge very, very low, uh, they just have to take a long time to do the work because they take, they take in way too many clients. You can also draw uh, inferences on how they price. If a bookkeeping firm prices high, they're, they're aiming for sort of the top uh, echelon of, of clients. That means they're going to have a lot less clients. That means they might possibly serve you better. So the price of the, of, of, of the external bookkeeper can, can, can essentially really be an indicator of quality, although it's not everything. And um, lastly, any engagement with a guarantee, you know, where the outcome is guaranteed, when there's some sort of uh, satisfaction guarantee or your money back, it's just going to be more expensive for the most part. So that's just something that you have to manage and deal with. Um, the less uncertainty you have going in into that engagement, the more expensive it's going to be. I mean, that's kind of how life is. You know, the more risk you take as a buyer, uh, not knowing what's going to happen, the lower the price and vice versa. So just really, really important. Think about that. Think of what's the value of, of clean books, what's the value of good information, and kind of walk into that mindset before you go hire and talk to that bookkeeping firm. And that's it. Thank you very much. If you have any questions or comments, there's my email, hector at garciacpa.com. And I would love for you to check the, the sort of the comment section. I'm going to have a link to a web page where I kind of have an article, a long form article about all the things in this video and some additional links for information that could be helpful.